Um, so um, what was what was with, what's with Love Heart in the back then? So that was also, you know, like going back and forth with Martina, like talking about just what I wanted. And, you know, at one point she's like, so what's your logo going to be? And I was like, I don't know. Like, what's my logo going to be? <laughs> like, you know, what do you guys think? Or like, do you have something planned for me? Because I don't know. How do you give suppose, yourself yeah, a logo? Cause, yeah, because Nels has got that kind of like, compu- like sci-fi. It's like a triangle. Yeah, kind of um, thing going on. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah. And I, I know, um, I and believe you, Marco helped, like, did those. And he uh, he sent some, like, kind of sample stuff. But that was after, like, I kind of just, I'd gone through some stuff myself. And, like, at one point I was like, can we put my face on it? Sort of like the Ollie Short cuff. I mean, his was like a zombie Ollie Short. But I was like, can we, like, let's do that. Like, I had, I don't know. And that was kind of like a, no, that's a little weird, like, let's not do that. Like from different, like that was something I talked to like some people about, where it's like, how would you feel about somebody's face on their skate? And they're like, I got mixed reviews. <laughs> I suppose. Cause then you think back to like the Salomon days when Vinnie Minton's face was like on a cuff and so was Chaz Sands. And yeah, that didn't really age well. Yeah. yeah. So I got talked out of it, um, which is fine. Like at the end of the day, I'm like, yeah, that was probably the right choice. But so my, I was like, what's the simplest thing? I'm like, how about a heart? <laughs> like, you know, it can just like mean kind of anything as far as like passion and love and like it kind of, if you were to step back and try to like overthink it, it's like, it seems appropriate to me. Like skating is so important and just been a huge part of my life for so long. And then the skate in a way from Rosie's was a bit of a recognition and a thank you. And I like kind of, we really appreciate you. So I thought it, it seemed right and it feels good to me and it's simple um but now so. that you can't promote it you're going to be sacked within the next six months so it was it was a recognition of your uh, of your loyalty to the brand and a farewell at the same time right now now that i'm um, old and i couldn't actually put out a section they're like this is exactly what we expected of you <laughs> How long and, have you, you've uh, been writing for roses for like quite a while now right like it's been i it's been think it's been three years. yeah three years maybe or coming up on three years like Honestly, I think with everybody else, that whole year of COVID quarantine just completely yeah. ruined our timeline of how far, like, how, when things happen. Because I'm like, oh, yeah, that was pretty recent. I'm like, nope, that was a year and a half ago. <laughs> so I have definitely fighting with that a little bit. But it's, I think it's been, I think it was three years in like June, maybe, or July. Because when, um, when was the last time we, when when did we do your interview? That was a couple of years ago. Least, no, right? 2019. Yeah. I think. And that so, I'd already been on for a little bit. So I think it was 20, maybe like summary 2018 was when I got on. Cause it was soon after, you know, Valo ended and Rusty's was sort of like, rejoining a team and i felt you know yeah. like it's sort of good timing for me and i had just been, you know i'd been sort of pushing myself in exposure and doing stuff at that point so it was like just i think good timing overall and then um, well you killed you killed off the other skaters that were trying to make it so you you sabotaged <laughs> you sabotaged chad chad hornish's career so he didn't he didn't make it and um he had to find another sponsor uh, we we know all about your dirty tricks, Grant. We know we know we know what you did. You're very vindictive. That's what I'll say, right? You just yeah. I feel like it didn't help that much. <laughs> <laughs> I 
if I was going to do it, I could have done it better. <laughs> Are so you trying don't... to say in some backhanded way that I don't deserve this? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I was joking. I was I was one hundred percent joking. There was there was no. Oh, I see. Uh, I mean, you know, we don't no know how intention. the rumors. Um, oh no, I'm just I'm just here to start the rumors. I'm here to start it. So yeah. So well, we know how they go. I actually I heard somebody. I heard. I think two or three sort of rumors floating around like this skate was supposed to be Levy's. And so that was kind of funny to hear. Okay. Like, okay. Like if you want to, you know, do that kind of thing, like obviously you can make anything true, but yeah, skate rumors are definitely a, an interesting time. I think it's, it's kind of cool, like fun in a way, but like sometimes they get out of hand, <laughs> which yeah. I don't think there's any in this circumstance that are out of hand or anything, but Plus two um, points. Levy's already had a pro skate, so you know, back off. Yeah, he's had, in fact, that's also true. he had two with Adapt. And yeah, he did. And let's be honest, he's on a team that very much matches him more now than Rossi's did. Rossi's was a weird choice for Levy. You know, he he, he didn't like he, he didn't really fit in with the rest the rest of the lineup. It was I, I, I don't I, know. I don't know that I like feel like there's too strict of a I, specific. I, I, I don't mean in terms like, of, you know, getting on with anyone or stuff. I just mean like Mesmer now has a very like specific yes. image. It very much seems like SSM point like version. Yeah, two. you're right. He fits really well. And like, I mean, he is incredible. I think this maybe is, is something sort of part of the whole like talk of pro and sponsor and like all that stuff is, is like it. It's what you make of it too sometimes. I mean, yeah. he's just incredibly good at skating and i feel like he's not maybe super interested in promoting himself and like he's just gonna skate and do what he wants and you know he's young so like he, he is that... he is not interested in promoting himself i yeah so like, kevin kevin made me interview him made oh, okay. <laughs> me interview him and it was one of the most painful experiences of my life he gave me a one-word answer to every question and every question was not a one-word answer question it got to the point where Kevin was sitting in the room with him and Kevin started answering on his behalf. And at the end I was like, no, no, this is, yeah. this is a waste of time. But it's like you were saying earlier, you know, we do still like we, there's a place for people that just skate. And like, I feel like he could certainly get to a level where his skating, like he's already in, but like his skating really does. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's a, for he's him. like he's incredible. Skater, yeah. So with some, a little more time and like, you know, just sort of maturity in the sport, it's like, if he keeps up what he's doing, he can certainly hold a place. Um, but he could maybe like if, and I don't know, he's young, he's figuring out what he wants to do, like what things mean to him. Like, I, I, I think he's just one of those people that just doesn't, yeah, he doesn't, or he, yeah, he, just he doesn't, doesn't want to engage all. on that level. And that's it. fine. That's, you know, to... yeah, I'm not going to try to speak for him. I, I think he's great. So it's just a good example of that kind of, it's what you want to make of it and whatever your skill level will help you in certain aspects but at some point you know with other people that are either sponsored or you hear people talking about like well why does this person have it over this person or who are they to expect this or something it's like that's always gonna happen. that's just that just seems to be human nature now it, it, it's like right like if someone does if someone does a trick on a spot that's been famous before and they're like, well, it's not as good as that person's back in 98. And you're like, cool. So one person's achievement is overshadowed by another's. That's just what we do in life now. So it's like, if, if I, if I 
paint this beautiful painting and someone just turns around and goes well it's no monet is it and you're like man fuck it like what that's not yeah that's not fair (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's it's a an interesting like we try to compare things very black and white sometimes and it's like skating is such a broader like stroke than that like you can't you know two people can do the exact same trick and it can be completely different so but it's still i think some of the sponsorship and like recognition thing i feel like maybe gets ignored or not maybe just not given a certain amount of credit because it hasn't always been that way you know early in skating you just there was the idea that people were just good you know you just got good somehow you didn't really recognize the work that went into it or you just got picked up like oh so and so just got like picked up by that sponsor they just like sort of organically were like hey dude be on our team and yes. i think things in general have changed in a way where like just everything is more you need to put yourself out there you have to show intent and kind of like like hey i would like to be involved with your brand like i want to do this instead of just sitting back and be like hey take care of me because i'm like pretty decent at skating and have some interaction with stuff and it's like how would a brand know what your intentions were that you were worth engaging with like we have such a a wide you know group of people to choose from and social media means anybody can put themselves out there but you know you have to differentiate yourself a little bit if you're in the middle ground like i think like for myself i feel like if i hadn't reached out like i reached out to rosie's but that was after some serious uh like convincing by some people <laughs> uh that was really weird like and same idea that was weird to me i'm like why would i reach out like if if somehow they were interested in me they should just say so and i'm not gonna try like that's not cool yeah but it's and, the old saying like you don't you don't ask you don't get so if you don't right. if you don't if you don't put yourself out there you what you're just gonna spend the rest of your life wondering if it was ever a possibility no it's better to potentially embarrass yourself or make yourself yeah. uncomfortable and then get something you want out of it but you i think know, that's it's, a it's newer like asking, I don't know, it's like asking someone out like they could shoot you down and make you feel like shit about yourself but they could agree to go on a date with you and it could work out yeah or you you know never know the the bad feeling of failure and <laughs> you can pretend true. you're like oh well yeah i was maybe good enough to be on the team but i didn't want it so yeah, it's cool I, that i didn't get it I, can, like, I, I think that's them. an old yeah. feeling that we're starting to change a little bit where like you were saying people are thinking of themselves more as brands and yeah. if you want to market yourself like you have to start being okay with self-promotion and putting yourself out there and not maybe always being whatever you think like the cool guy mentality is like things are just what, another, sort of evolving and yeah another um, level to that is for pretty much the whole of the 90s and i'm gonna say the first decade of the 2000s as well there was the pro skater myth and the myth is if it's meant to happen it will happen and that was perpetuated by every pro going and i remember very specifically josh petty of all people saying don't try so hard for it if it's meant to happen it'll happen Josh Petty <laughs> submitted sponsor me tapes and showed up to like hoax filming events and skated, like tried to show up the skaters filming in the video. So for him to turn around and tell legions of kids that adore him and think the sun shines out of his ass, well, maybe not in recent years, 
that if if you just wait it out and you're good enough, it will happen. I'm sorry, you lied. Like you because you <laughs> you sought that out. You sought it out. You made sponsor me tapes. And he's he's yep. admitted to it in later life, but at the time. Uh sorry. Apparently I'm I'm getting a phone call and I okay. <laughs> oh um so yeah, like I think, and it's what you go back to, like the cool guy mentality, and not wanting to seem like you're trying too hard or you're too desperate, or you. I mean, yeah, obviously there's a, a line. Place. There's a line. You can put yourself out there, but just don't. I think the the main thing now is don't oversaturate yourself. Like don't 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 make yourself so familiar and so in people's faces that they just get fed up with you or end yeah, up or it's you. predictable. I feel yeah. like at putting out clips, sometimes you get stuck, and it's like people kind of just keep scrolling because they're like, oh, I saw that, you know, or that, that skate park that you've done 10 clips in a row or something where you don't get the engagement you want because you're just, they know what to expect. And it's the hard like line to walk, you know, where, where you want, if you're trying to be consistent and engage with people where you're like, I only have X amount of time to get stuff or like this did well last time. So maybe I'll try to do a similar thing again or, there's, there's uh, definitely, I imagine there's got to be that level of mentality. Like someone's, someone's put something up and went, whoa, that was a lot more popular than I thought it would be. <laughs> and then they're like, right, so I'll wait a few months. And then I've, I know of a similar spot where I could do a kind of similar trick and hopefully it'll get the same <laughs> level of feedback. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's, uh, that's it's when you start getting really think... cynical, actually. That's when you start getting really cynical about your skating and be like, well, these are the crowd pleasers, so stick to what people like. Uh... Yeah, it's definitely something I you know, work on. Like the idea, part of what was easier for me to try to do social media stuff is separating like the skating in a way where I'm like, I am promoting my skating. I'm promoting myself through skating. Like it's slightly removed from me as a person. You know, like I'm not, I'm not really upset if somebody like doesn't like my skating or feel like that was a dumb trick. Or, like your style's bad. It's like okay, like that's fine. Like yeah. there's lots of people that would disagree with you. Other people that would agree. I'm happy, so that's cool. But sort of it's it's different when you end up putting yourself in front of it. Where you know now that I've been injured, like I don't feel like I've done enough that I, like I wanted to try to shift more into like me as a person engaging but it's it's intimidating and it's like yeah, i'm well, putting it's myself thing to do like put, putting your yeah, skin even just thing. like this you know being doing a podcast yeah. on video where it's like i think this feels easier in a way it's like a one hit like you have somebody to talk to who's asking your questions and this is true yeah um it's not just like hey i'm gonna point my camera at me think have a like slightly scripted thing that i'm gonna try to do organically that like i know what i want to say but without it's like i've deleted so many that i was like i'm just gonna post this up about you know it's some of it's been about like the recovery injury stuff where i'm like it'd be cool to to do this and engage and see i don't know like get some support and i don't know injuring being injured is a little like isolating like uh, most of my my life definitely yeah like couple when, of years yeah and most of your most of your socialization is through skating and if you can't skate then you're yeah you're instantly semi ostracized so yeah and i've and you know there was covid stuff and i haven't been home in rochester that much over the past couple of years so a lot of my more sort of periphery social relationships deteriorated and it's like you know it's hard to come back and 
put those back together while you feel like the injury thing. It's like, I kind of feel vulnerable and like unsure of stuff. Like it's, it's an odd mental place to be. And then, so even like this, I'm like, Oh my God, social outlet. Like I'm probably going to talk way more than uh, maybe you want. (laughs) Although I guess that's the point. Yeah, there's no <laughs> there's no such thing. Yeah, there's never there's never too much. There's only there's only too little. But I feel myself in like social settings, you know. I think in lots of people with having been stuck with quarantine and just sort of distancing ourselves from people and really making like more conscious choices of where we spend our time and who it's with. I'm like I start talking and I'm like you're just like you know, your brain's exploding with all these things you want to share out loud. Yeah. And it's sort of a funny realization as you're going through these conversations. You're like, what am I talking about now? Why am I talking about this? But I'm going to keep talking. About this. I've, I've noticed this. Yeah. Since, since like after lockdown and I've started taking my kid to school, I'll randomly start talking to parents and I'm not, a, I am not a, if you're a stranger, I will not talk to you. I will not engage with, I'll be like, hello, that's it. Like I have friends. I don't need more friends. I don't need parent friends. And I've become since like, after love, I've become an oversharer. Like someone will start talking to you and I'll tell them something. And then I'll walk home and I'll be like, why did I just tell that complete stranger that that quite personal piece of information? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, what? Like the old you would not have done this. Why are you, what are you doing? Yeah. So I, I think, uh, I think coronavirus has impacted. Yeah. yeah it's interesting. It's kind of fun. Like I, I took part of the whole skating adventure like sort of quit my real life or real job adult life thing was I wanted to get myself a little out of my own comfort zone and I've always been kind of reserved and it was part of that was a push to be like just do stuff you know say yes to things and engage with people and kind of just don't worry so much and it really was incredible for that I mean I, I felt like that period of time did exactly what I wanted it to do sort of the things I'd outline where it's like, it'd be cool if I could kind of use this as a platform to work on myself and also just, you know, skate as much as possible, but it, it did exactly what I wanted. And now then to go through the sort of quarantine and now this like new sort of next step where I'm hurt and I'm, I feel like I sort of backtracked where I'm like stuck in my head a little more and, It was, uh, I don't know, it's been an interesting up and down and, you know, always like sort of a big change, like ending a relationship. Like I'd been with my ex for like three and a half years or so. So like it's a pretty long time. Yeah. Big change to make and then get hurt. And now winter is coming. It's it's all related. (laughs) I broke up with them and now I'm being punished. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And now like, uh, yeah, now I can't do the one thing. Like skating's always been my like, you know, happy place sort of yeah. clear my mind and like just be engaged with the thing that's super important to me. And now I can't do that. Uh, I can't go like, oh man, I wanted to travel so much, but uh, you know, we'll see what a year brings. I have, I have to go back to real life, which is a little intimidating. Like I don't, I don't know exactly what my next step is, and I'm getting, you know, healed enough where I can potentially like work i mean i've been like but i if i'd had a job already i'm sure i I could sit at a desk and work but like yeah i don't know what i'm doing next i have some 
some things in the works and trying to figure out if I can somehow, you know, coast for a bit and keep my non-real adult life. Like I, I don't have specific schooling or something where, or skills, like I couldn't just go like freelance something. So realistically my professional life needs, I mean, it doesn't need to be behind a desk, but I did data stuff and like, um, it was mostly like project management kind of stuff, which I understand can be done remotely. And like, there's other ways to do it, but um, it's intimidating to try to get back into the real, like that kind of world after it's been, I guess, yeah, two like, and a half years. Yeah. That, that, I, that when you, I'm, I'm sure when we, we spoke about it at the time, yeah, you'd just quit your job. And I, I'm sure you said it was just like, you were thinking of like a year, a couple of years max. And it's, it's been longer than that. Yeah, uh, I think, well, this December, I quit my job at the end of December, so it'll be three years December. Right. Um, which, yeah, I wasn't planning that long, but I also was like, let's see where this takes me. I mean, I had, for some of it, you know, I had my own plans and sort of saving the stuff to make it happen, and then I had a very supportive partner and helped me extend that some and give me some work. Like, he had a business, so I, okay. I worked for him sometimes and stuff. Um but is like there, now is, is there any like so obviously you you the job that you had before you'd worked at for years right because you'd worked your way up in the business is there no or any desire to go back to working for that company or do you want to just leave so that in the past that was the board of elections for the county um that yeah i started as a seasonal employee and worked there for 10 years and the last I think three or four years I was managing our IS department that did, I mean, I did everything there. I programmed voting machines. I so it's did. your fault. You're responsible. Okay. Understood. No, that, well, that's a whole different thing to get into. <laughs> so let's not do <laughs> um, But all the, the data management uh, database stuff, a lot of it was just managing other departments to be like, Hey, like we need your piece of this to get to here. And, reporting and just lots of stuff but I, I did everything there in the last couple of years with the, the management stuff and that is a appointed position so your the bosses of the board elections are elected and then they appoint their staff right. so since i've been gone the um the bosses the call commissioners have both changed and then just some stuff has gone on and most the three senior people I worked with there are all gone. Like it's it's changed, and so even I if you went no, back, it, it wouldn't be the same workplace. Yeah, because oh no, and you wouldn't even have the same colleagues. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, it's not like I'd get to go back where I started because other people took over my job, and I just by the time I was ready to leave, like I was ready to leave. It was a good job, and I, I really the sense of importance and like purpose with it, where it was a part of a bigger purpose really in retrospect meant a lot because lots of long hours and unpredictable hours and then there's a lot more that goes into elections than anybody ever like most of the time you'd be like oh that's cool you work two days a year i'm like no <laughs> like i work four months straight like during election time like just lots of that so i i would just wouldn't go back anyway it was too much and i had okay. no free time so I don't know so, what I would do now. 
you kind of answered this, well, you kind of mentioned it earlier, which was one of the things I wanted to ask you. So obviously you took a sabbatical from adult life. Like you said, you did the responsible thing, bought your own house, worked your way up. Um, and then you were like, no, I just want to, I, I want to experience this skate thing. And what I wanted to ask was what you had discovered about yourself during that time. But it sounds like what you, well, what you already knew about yourself beforehand was that, yeah, you were a little bit introverted or a little bit conservative and you wanted to kind of get out there more and socialize more and put yourself out more. What, what else did you discover about yourself? Cause you've basically been, like you said, you've been doing it for pretty much three years. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I, part of it is like, I don't count almost a year of it because of COVID. Like, oh, I, well, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Home and skate in my skate box in the driveway, you know, <laughs> like it's, it's, it's odd to think of that, you know, where I'm like, wow, it's been like three years. And it's like, I didn't get to do, cause like 2019 was the year that I was like all in, I have these plans. I'm going to make it happen. I, you know, did sort of as much as I felt comfortable with while still maintaining my relationship at the time. And a lot of it was just getting out of the comfort zone thing and trying not to be, I was always a planner and like to know what was happening. And I still obviously am that way, but part of that process was like, just go with it. You know, if something comes up and it seems interesting, like give it a shot and don't worry so much. What is the next step or, you know, I don't know who, who's driving or if you've got a place to stay or like whatever, you know, you kind of want to maybe know on your skate trips. I tried to just sit back and be like, I'm just going to go. And I had some really amazing experiences that I know I would not have had otherwise. Like if, if I was sort of still in my regular job, like adult mode planning kind of thing, like a lot of stuff that I experienced, I wouldn't have let happen because I would have been sort of too concerned with it not working out because I didn't know what the plan was. And that was really great um and just like meeting new people that i probably wouldn't have run into like i can go here and not be so worried that i don't know someone well like i know that always works with skating but it doesn't always work well and unless you have some you know having being grants as a rosie's skater got more gave me more opportunities and like grant is just like a person that happens to be decent at rollerblading yeah like i I got some more opportunities through having, you know, some standing and that, that was kind of cool. Like I tried to learn to like lean in just a little bit where it like, you know, feels a little weird to be like, Hey, I'm like somebody you should pay attention to <laughs> or like treat a little better than just a random person. Okay. Just cause like, I don't know. Um, so, so what, you're, that, what you're telling me is I need to get on roses and then I'll finally start getting a little bit of recognition. Right. Okay. Right. right or that's like, my, you know, I need that's, buddy. That's, I don't think it has to be roses. Okay. That's my new plan. Right. Okay. Right get, right. get sponsored and like have, you know, people think that you're cool. Cause you <laughs> think that I matter. Damn it. I've been going about this. Well, I don't, you know, way. and that can go like a, a very different direction. I feel like yeah. sometimes, you know, people that are sponsored end up having some expectations from uh, other people yeah, that like, yeah, I've witnessed uh, that, aren't, yeah reasonable or uh what's the other word that is worse than expectations um they feel like they kind of like are owed entitlement yeah yeah i i always like that's been something that i'm like do like stay away from like i really don't want to ever seem that i feel like you know 
I sort of deserve more than someone else. Like I know there are certain like things like obviously I've worked pretty hard to get the recognition that I have, but there's always somebody working harder that maybe doesn't get the same recognition for whatever reason. And um, I'm very thankful for what I have in rollerblading and to be, I don't know, to be 37 and have three sponsors and like be able to have traveled and stuff and have people engage with me who probably wouldn't otherwise. Like it's been really part of the the year off and really being skating and like promoting it and being like, I've talked to even just through Instagram, so many like interesting people that like, I mean something to. I'm I'm blushing, Grant. I'm blushing. Thanks. Well, I would, you know, this would never be an opportunity for me. So this is cool too. Like, you know, we obviously we we talked before in the past, but it's like, um, it's just cool that there's that opportunity and that I've been able to engage with it a bit more. Like it, it feels kind of, you know, there's that like imposter syndrome kind of thing, especially with the skate coming out. Where we're just like, who am I to have this? But then I need to sit back and not. It's like, I don't need you to answer that question for me, <laughs> but I, I understand that I have a place and I've sort of carved out a place for me, but I, you know, I can also see that there are a lot of other people that do as much in different ways and engage in things that it's like, there are a lot of deserving people and it's just like the rest of the world where it's timing. Yeah, you, and you can't, you can't look at it that way and be like, oh, do I deserve this? Because there's other people, there's always going to be other people more deserving. That's just the way, that's the way life is. It's like, that, right. that's, that's like if you got a promotion at work and you're like, oh, but I know Sally's kick-ass at her job. Well, sorry, but fuck Sally. Like, gee. Yeah, I'm not going to like, You both applied for it. You got it. That's, that's, not, that's not your fault. Yeah, like it'd be silly. Like, no, you know, don't do this for me. It's like, no, like this is really cool. Like I, it's, amazing so i just go with it but i also like you know there's obviously those moments and especially now when i can't skate and i can't promote the skate the way i want to or continue promoting myself like i had a like i said a lot of plans coming up where i don't think i would have been able to fully support myself with rollerblading like this year but i think or I almost kind of, I keep starting to think of things as like seasons. Cause I feel like we've always had an arbitrary like year calendar and rollerblading. Like this yeah. is when sections come out and like, this is the time frame that you go from like new skate releases or we know, okay, now we're starting a new <laughs> year where it's just like summer to summer, maybe in my mind, whereas like I had some stuff potentially in the works and I think I would have been able to extend my, sort of skate life through another year if I hadn't gotten hurt. And that's kind of a hard pill to swallow for myself. Um, But that'll work out. Like I'm a responsible person and I, you know, have networking connections. Like I can get a job back up here and sort of, make this home again maybe i can i just have a lot of things floating around that might work out and it's just uh it's an interesting time (laughs) in my life um when you told me like when we talked about you coming on months ago in fact i'm pretty sure it was like near the start of the year um and you were saying you wanted to hold off because you had you know like an announcement to make i thought it in fact i'm pretty sure i even said to you i was like oh you're getting a pro frame from caltech then (laughs) <laughs> but then he ended up getting a skate. So 
I, I was yeah i was surprised it was a skate i, I did think it was going to be the frame so you know not to sell you short or anything but you know caltech gave out pro frames so is there is there been any talk about getting a frame from caltech because especially now that you've got the skate it would make sense to have a frame to go with a skate yeah um I, we've we've talked like on and off sort of along those lines and i just i don't know like we just kind of never settled on anything and i didn't push it either um because it's sort of another i was like what do i even want or would want as a pro product um, zebra print zebra print zebra print frames polka dot I liners would really like that but I, I can't imagine that that would work out for a frame you know they do one of those smoky ones that like maybe sort of <laughs> i don't i don't know i'm not um, that's, that's i mean not it would have been job. really cool to have smoke like smoke soul plates and a smoke frame that match the same color but um just timing obviously that wasn't going to be something that would combine with timing and work out yeah um and then as when i got hurt i just kind of was like i can't i'm not sort of mentally available to take on something like that now without knowing that i could promote it the way i feel right like the skate was already in production and it had already been decided you know they weren't going to take it away from me yeah that yeah but, that is different in that sense yeah um i know that like it's it's less of that like i'm not so worried about other people being upset that i don't have a promo or something it's it's more like i wanted to do it the way that i felt right for me and it's disappointing that i can't follow through but it's it's what it you know it's what it is and i'm not i guess it's just disappointing it's not like a point of contention with myself um but like we said very early it's like it to the outside world and especially like we talked about social media stuff you know there's that group of people that really pay attention to you and that you engage with maybe more regularly and they're sort of more uh like it means more to them and then you've got like peripheral levels of engagement where there's probably like a large number of people that don't know that i'm hurt or like don't engage enough in social media that's like oh like for them it's like this guy got a skate and now i'm not oh, seeing anything yeah, no, like like yeah you get people that would just i don't know just watch the videos without i don't know reading the captions or whatever and just be like oh whatever yeah or barely you know just come back from time to time to watch a video or like they're not you know once you have if you're you don't see everything in your feed so you're not going to be scrolling through to get every single person you're following or something like it's just it doesn't necessarily happen unless you're diligent about it so I think that's part of some of us are just skating, trying to recognize that it's not, you're not just trying to appeal to like your core sort of audience or the core skaters. Like we need to be somewhat in tune with this larger group of people who are maybe new to it or they're coming back to it. And it's not, you know, it may not be their life. They're not, it's not a huge priority, but they like it. And they skate sometimes and they're going to buy stuff and be somewhat involved. Like we have to pay attention to those people and not like kind of alienate them by being too core or like, yeah, I, I don't like know that core is the right word. Yeah. I know what you mean. Like how to engage the, the casual enthusiast. Like, yeah. And that was, you know, those are the people that are going to see being like, Oh, just a, you know, somebody that got a skate and then disappeared. And like, that's too bad, but I can't control that that much <laughs> and it's more of just 
I, I was really excited to to make a good promo and show that I was going to be here for a while because I, I think part of we talked about professional and like what we maybe define that as like I think that generally should be reserved for people who are going to be around for a bit like pro shouldn't be the end of your career getting a skate shouldn't be the end of your career like it should be maybe just the beginning where it's like yeah you've been skating for a long time but now you're at this point where you have that sort of engagement representation and like status in a way that you now need to take this and keep it going and i yeah, yeah it's maybe like, as we got yeah more yeah, young like people you've reached this level you've got this recognize recognize uh, recognition couldn't say that word there for a second recognition <laughs> now now it's time to actually show people like why you've got this instead of being like oh i've got this now it's time to kick back and relax yeah like use it for anything you can use it for to continue promoting yourself and skating and I think maybe some of that came from like us not really, you know, there was certainly an era where we weren't getting younger people involved that were, you know, sort of good enough or characters enough to replace the existing pro structure. Like we, for a while, had some real like just characters and like sort of icons and things that True. it's hard to replace with someone younger with less experience that. And we didn't have a huge pool to pick from. Like even just now we sort of are starting to see more people maybe yeah. in their early twenties that are like really good and really involved. And uh, see, I would I'm gonna have to disagree with you there because I think I know what either you're talking about. And it is like around yeah, yeah like the two thousands, the two thousand like ten mark or like give or take five years. I would say there was exceptional skaters putting out sections that but were did just, they stick out that were like, just never given a chance. I just, but I feel like part of that not being given a chance is like it, they just didn't quite hit the mark or like there wasn't something unique enough about them. Like you can't just be good to supersede some of what we had hanging around that like. Okay. Um, I can think of very specific examples who just did everything that any of their predecessors done and just weren't just weren't afforded the opportunity. People like Ryan Arnold. Ryan Arnold beat Chris Haffey at X Games. Like, he beat Chris yeah. Haffey. Not many people do But I mean, that. maybe, I feel like he had some of his time. He's a popular, at for a time, someone that, like, lots, you'd ask somebody who they That's really I mean, liked. But he, he put out those epic sections, and it just never led to anything. And apparently... But did he want it? Yes. Because, okay. <laughs> apparently, Shadow offered him a skate, but they offered him a skate so far down the line that he was already, like, not skating regularly because he was so just done with it. He's like, yeah. well, he's like, I've done, I've put out the sections, I've, like, I've, like, you know, killed it at the events and no one gives a shit. And then they're like, oh, like, we're, we're, we want to give you a skate. And he's like, well, it's too fucking late. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm already one yeah, foot out I, the but door. But I feel like it's hard for you to, like, not, like, not nobody gave it like lots of people gave a shit but, no, but, like, but he didn't get the industry recognition yeah, that should have been the people's like champ and then australia maybe has always gotten a bit of a shaft true but he like, was putting himself out there it wasn't like he was just you know on the other, other side of the world true. killing it he was coming to america and like like wiping the floor with some of the most you know respected pros and then you've got people who were in the states people like andy jacuzzi who had a phenomenal section and regardless you know had clips and valo videos was putting out his own stuff with like the work what they called the worst or whatever the crew was that he had with mm -hmm. lamb and stuff like that 
Yeah. And he, he, I was like, man, that, that is one good looking guy that like you want to put in a magazine. Like he is the kind of like, Women, yeah, women, like, guys, uh, whatever, are gonna, of, like, yeah. he's a good looking dude that kills it on skates and he's got the sections to back it up and yet couldn't right. progress past flow. But I, I don't know how to like categorize some of them. Like maybe that's because, you know, think about what Volo was at the time to like somehow bump some of who were the higher level Volo skaters. And like, true. yeah, you true. have to be something even more special to like, make a place for yourself past that like that era there were a lot of guys that you know skated, skated valos and like were incredible and had cool style and stuff that there just wasn't anywhere for them to go like yeah how big a, a team can you that, make that's that's what i'm saying it wasn't but your previous argument was that you didn't think you didn't think they perhaps came up to what existed before them like weren't big enough characters or big enough personalities what i'm saying was the, I believe yeah, they you're had right. the Some attributes. Of them were. They, there, there was just this glass ceiling that they couldn't break because yes. the opportunities did not simply did not exist. Whereas yeah. I feel like in previous generations, certain people got opportunities that they probably just shouldn't have got. Yeah, but that, <laughs> like that's certain like people got skates everything. that was like, you were not that great and you weren't that professional. <laughs> <laughs> so, they were they were homies and they had yeah, some history exactly, and yeah. you know like just like the rest of the world unfortunately like the it really does come down to who you know and how well you can engage with them and you're definitely right like there are a lot of people that back then that could have been something but i guess i felt like the the pool wasn't quite as big either and there like you said there were less places for them to go and yeah. now it seems like there are some more places for people to go and there's potentially Maybe not a larger pool, but maybe it's just because of social media and they're more visible. Yeah, definitely um, more visible. And it does feel like there are, they're still not. They're not a ton. You're, I, I, like, I believe like there are more opportunities now than there were, but I do think it's premature for everyone to say, oh, we're experiencing a blading boom again. Because yeah, yeah. The, shop, the shops are doing great. Sales are up. Brands are selling out of product and that's great. But in terms of when you look at the teams the teams are still very small and that's a very strong indicator of how the industry is doing because if you look yeah. at rollerblade rollerblade have only got four people on their pro team right that's, that's well, nothing rosie says three and and that's what i'm saying like so yeah. it's like you can say we're experiencing a boom all you want but it's not reflected in in the company lineups i think that's gonna take some time to like yeah just because they're like, well, we can't, we're not going to jump on this and then get like left behind if it, I, I feel like we're going to even out with the popularity of it. I really hope it's not like a bubble, you know, but I would think it kind of just evens out and stays medium popular. Like, and yeah, if that, if there's some stability there, then I would hope that brands will start being able to pick it up a little because they know where they're at. Um, I mean, so like this was something part of this the whole skate design thing initially it was going to be 500 pairs of skates for me just small name and like what you know just um at this point they ended up doing 2500 whoa and that okay what was sort of over the course of a year you know of how things were going and what skates were selling and where the, the numbers were and then also part of it was the that i made a sort of conservative choice like it wasn't something wild that was going to not be yeah. popular 
Yeah, like I mean, this, how hard is it going to be to sell a black skate with a white cuff? Yeah, um, two thousand five hundred skates is a lot. What kind of what kind of royalties are we talking on that, Grant? Because that could be that could be that could be all right. Uh, I, I, that could see you. That could see you through a little. Yeah, it's not enough to see me through a year, but I I don't want to give, like, I don't know. I feel weird when people give numbers. I know we need to talk about that more, but I think that's like a, let's talk about it within people that are like in those positions, not just like the general public, like sharing your salary with people you work with so we can be comfortable where we're at. And I'm a unique situation in that royalty structure for Rosie's. Like they're not doing the same that they would do for me for a pro so i just i know i'm satisfied with it and let let me put it this way as 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 you get older and you become a more conscientious consumer and decide you want to support the people that are supporting yeah surely surely transparency is necessary in order for the consumer to make an informed choice about how much support they're actually providing to a pro because if it turns out you're only getting like a dollar or two dollars for a skate they're going to be like well there's no point buying the skates it makes no difference to this living situation yeah but it's also like if you sort of like me telling you that i'm satisfied with what they're doing for me should also mean something like i'm could it be more yeah it could also be less (laughs) obviously anything could be that way but like i'm comfortable with it i think it i would have been happy like quite happy if i was a pro and i was getting like the royalty structure plus what they do for pros like i don't know the exact number because i think you know each person is able to kind of like negotiate their own contracts so there's some variation there but with the general structure of what i know they get it's like i'd be pretty happy with that and it's still not a lot in terms of real world profession well if you're yeah like i I think rollerblade like the the inline industry and where things have been i think i think rosie's is doing pretty well for their riders and they they are increasing like i'm getting more royalties than they were giving out three years ago so they're they're slowly coming up with it and they do they give more for buying through their online shop because they don't have to you know so i remember bobby saying that i remember yeah, I can't remember the exact figure, but I remember he said he got significantly more if people bought direct, yeah. Yeah, which is, I have a little bit of a, like, I'm not sure I feel about it. Like, I appreciate it, but it's like, I also want skate shops to get the profit, like profit margins on skates in general are really low. So, you know, and then think of a skate shop, it's like the profit margin on the skate is low to begin with. Most skate shops are giving free shipping. Um, some skate shops even give free returns. Like, you're taking a small profit margin and then taking these chunks out of it. So it'd be nice for skate shops to get all they could out of selling skates, but also like for Rosie's to make it more accessible and like give me more money. Like that's also cool. So it's like hard to, like I want to promote like Oak City selling my skate, like long ordered extra because I'm on Oak City and, you know, we're close and everything. And it's like, if you're gonna buy buy my skates buy them from long but also like hey if you're not gonna do that like maybe get them from the shop or from rosies.com but also like i like you know small skate shops are you're important gonna, you're so. gonna need to come up with a punchier a, a punchier slogan than that that's that's way too long-winded so if, if you have if you want to buy it from a shop you can buy it from long because oak city's cool and he's a nice guy but if but if you know if you're not going to do that if you can please just go into the roses that's too long 
right? You need. Yeah, so that's fine. With this, this is a long format <laughs> conversation. <laughs> um, but I also like to see skate shop. Like I had myself and two friends. We had a skate shop here for a year and a half, two years, like that. We ran, and it's like seeing that and knowing sort of some of the behind the scenes. Like it's so important for those to exist and those to grow and be able to like, I know what each skate sale meant to me. Yeah. So it's hard to just feel like there's a little bit that's even hard. Just like only buy them from long, <laughs> like buy them wherever you want. Like I'm, it's amazing to see, like when I start getting to really see them on people's feet and stuff, like that's going to be just like, I don't even yeah. know, just that'll really, be, really cool. That'll be a whale. So, human, yeah. Um, you know, it's just a little bit of a, like, who do you push? Like each thing has its own sort of importance. And yeah. I've never, you know, there's not a like rule book for how you're supposed to promote your skate. Like we're still, you know, learning. I think everybody's learning a little bit where it's like, not like there's a full on marketing team. That's like telling their rider where like do X, Y, and Z. Here's your promotional material. Like, we're still in a place where like most skating is self-promotion and it's what you do with it. The company just gives you like the opportunity to have it exist. Yeah. And some companies do more than others. And I mean, something small, like, you know, I would imagine you know, something like Vesmer. It's like where it's really cool that they can have this like really unified image because they're just, it's just them. And yeah. I mean, been, I know there's, yeah, I've been really impressed by, by just how strong, how strong and like singular the the marketing is that they've done so far and that, that there's clearly yeah, it's been a really lot cool. of thought like, put into it and the way it's been executed so far is yeah i'm really impressed i'm i was never a big th fan of thrones so the, the skate itself doesn't excite me with the, the you know the different soul plate but the actual the brand imagery is something i would get behind and i would definitely you know mm -hmm. like buy a shirt or whatever and like do yep. yeah something to support it because just even like the, even the photography is very specific and the the very clearly gone for like an exact thing and I, I think so far they're pulling it off really well yeah yep i agree and i think like that's a big part of it it's just if you know your image and you can market to it you know you'll have really loyal customer base i mean just like julio and them and what he did for Vala, like he is an amazing you know, like brand manager in a way, like, Oh yeah. He knows, like he, he knows, he knows what, what he is doing. He knows and what he, works. Yeah. So like, it's so, you know, amazing to have him still in it, doing so much with them. And I think, you know, it gets harder the more sort of levels a company has, like he gets complete control, you know, like it's easy to but that, that, kind that, of comes, shift. that comes with an obscene amount of responsibility and pressure oh, and yeah, stress. Sure. <laughs> I, I'm not saying like, it makes it like, easy to exist but as far as like you know like they do so many cool sort of smaller things where it's yeah. like that's awesome and that's such a good way to stay engaged with you know your consumers and things where you know what people see is like the the corporate companies like you know rollerblade and rosies and i mean i guess i would say k2 but like what are they even doing um uh, k where k2 there's different aren't, levels aren't doing anything with aggressive skating at all right but they used to be like they're would have been in that category of like, who are you going to say is corporate rollerblading? <laughs> um, I think it, it's just different. You know, it's harder to, to do those things that immediately speak to your audience. Um, True. Yeah. Not that it can't be done, but it's still like in some ways still figuring out what the new place 
in, you know, what's the size of aggressive skating and how does it work now? Like versus, you know, somebody like Rosie's that was making in the nineties, you know, hundreds of thousands of pairs of skates to now where, you know, one run of skates like mine, which was a, a pretty good number is 2,500. Yeah. Like that's just a whole different ball game. And it's not like there's still that big corporation that they were in the nineties. Like yeah. it's still a big company, but it's like, it's like a handful of people doing the whole of, you know, they have lots of other lines of equipment that keep them going. Like, it's not like a aggressive skating is. Yeah. It's not, it's not keeping the lights on. Let's be honest. Yeah, it's not yeah. doing like they're doing that. Like, I, like I'm happy that they're involved. Like they don't have to be, you know, like, they could have just quietly kept producing a black M12 that sold in big box stores and whatever, and just existed. And I'm appreciative that there's more to it. And they, I mean, the, the fifth element was sort of a, you know, like a pet project kind of thing. It's like the fifth element wasn't like paying for itself to get made. Like molds are expensive. And yeah. Oh no, they definitely, they definitely came back and like, and the RL1 they, liner. Yeah. Yeah. They definitely so, like came back into the engine industry strong after years of just kind of coasting by and they've yeah it's, it's definitely commendable the work they've put in not just with the team like you said yeah with the products with bringing bringing back products and you know making them more suitable for this era because you know the fifth elements had an ugly frame on it originally like that built-in yeah. thing built-in pointy thing that was just horrendous and yeah refigured it and uh, yeah it looks it looks great now um so yeah, they have they've put in a lot of work and obviously a lot of money into it, and hopefully it's something that's now worth their time because yeah, it'd be great if they stuck around and they are supporting. Yeah, and I think there you know it's a learning process for everybody involved. You know, like it's how do you do that and what what are the things that are important? And I think yeah, yeah I think it's it's going well, but it's just like I that's what I always kind of think. It's like it's a learning process, like for me you know i'd never been sponsored before so i was like what do i do <laughs> like besides do what i'm doing what are expectations and you know how is a sponsor supposed to communicate with you or like there isn't a lot of that and i know you talk about transparency like that's what that means but like we can talk about a lot more when like without dollar figures and part of it i've just always money has been like my parents never talked about money and it wasn't something i know mine, mine neither i think that's why i purposely bring it up just to just to see how uncomfortable it makes, it me makes super someone uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> and like yeah i want to be like comfortable with it but like also i don't want to have to like i don't know be judged for my own like judgment on what money means yep. to me because it's different for everybody too and uh yeah. yeah, I think yeah. Part of it's just the sadist in me when uh, taking place. Like, hey, let's make this person watch. squirm. Yeah, yeah, what you yeah. Did. Let's let's make um, someone squirm. Yeah. Um, another another thing, like great thing about the skate is you're the second person that I know of from the LGBTQ community who has. Well, obviously, Mary Munoz has a pro skate, and you have a signature skate. The fact is, it, there's there, there's still it's both a product skates with a name, with a name on <laughs> yeah. it. As little as five years ago, that would have been unthinkable. Like, yep. not only unthinkable, like media outlets actively encouraged, I don't want to say encouraged, tolerated casual homophobia in interviews. And like, I've lost count of the amount of interviews I read that, you know, someone be like, I love you, man. 
oh no homo at the end and you're like you don't yeah. you don't have to put that in like it's okay to say you love another guy it does not mean you want to have sex with him we we understand right. the meaning you don't have to clarify by putting in a slur at the end like yeah and the fact that people chose to publish that i'm like really like, <laughs> you, you couldn't just you couldn't edit out that those like those two words no yeah so I... the fact that that's now like there's now two people in the last 12 months from that your community like with pro skates signature yeah, that's skates, pretty like, that's that, like i think it shows a you know we have a lot a long way to go but it's it shows we've come a long way i mean yeah, to feel the progress the sort of for me to not immediately be worried about that was a really just i don't know like interesting thing because like you know it's something that's always part of my life where you're just kind of i am in the public eye to some respect like i have to keep sort of telling myself that even though it's just you know comparative to other things it's a pretty small corner of the world but i've it's, got it's still some, your world it's still yeah like and it's, for me it's, it's like big a, to you it's big. Yeah. yeah so sometimes i i need to like remind myself that and like stop trying to downplay for myself what it means or its importance and to not immediately be like oh shit they're gonna give me a skate and like i'm gonna have to deal with people talking about that and being like oh it's just because he's gay you're like that's you know gay <laughs> like just somehow turning it into something about my sexuality and i don't know even on a good side where there'd be people that would be like it's nice to have representation but also like they just did that because you know as a virtue signaling kind of thing or like um i didn't feel like i was as worried about judging other people's reaction and that's been a pretty big change in just the skating culture and i mean overall culture and visibility and acceptance like you said you know tolerance earlier where it's like i always have that sort of idea of there's like a lot of people tolerate you know some things they don't understand they're like you know on the lgbtq spectrum kind of thing where they like toleration is way different than acceptance and there are a lot of people who they're like it's cool as long as i don't have to deal with it and it's like that that's the same in a way as like the people that you know you find out that you know like oh grant's gay and they're like eh, i don't care like whatever it doesn't matter and it's like thank you but also like no thank you like you're like it, it does to me like yeah it, and it, it's had it, quite an it's quite a, <laughs> quite a significant impact on my life don't be so dismissive um yeah but they you know genuinely think that that's a positive way to think like the people that say like oh i don't see like skin color and it's like i know you mean well but yeah. like you're erasing that part of this person's identity and you can at least acknowledge that it exists without you don't have to say you don't care <laughs> like you know you can just yeah, acknowledge it i think like, yeah i think they think by downplaying it they're showing how progressive they are by not being bothered but yeah 
Also, anyone who says they don't see skin color is a fucking idiot. Like that's that's, yeah. the, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Like you probably don't understand that you see skin color. Like you aren't actively engaging in the things that you think of when you see that difference, and yeah. you may never recognize that because that's not something you've ever had to think about or like had someone question you on. So I try not to be too hard on people like that because it's like they're not being harmful on purpose and unless they're open for some communication, they get, and I, I feel bad generalizing, but you know, people get defensive and then you don't have a good conversation. So it's just yeah. like, sometimes you have to just leave it at that unless they give you an opportunity to like, this is why this thing you said to me is bad or like made me feel bad. It's just, I don't know. I don't always be constantly second guessing other people's intentions or you know thoughts that's been most of my life where you're trying to guess whether or not you're safe in a certain space and i've come to a point where yeah i still do that but so much less and i'm able to post on social media and like do this podcast and say that i'm gay and not be like uncomfortable about it um maybe i'll be uncomfortable later just for a little while because it's like it's still a lot of people to come out to that like i was saying in the like the skate social media world, like, yeah, there are a lot of people that I engage with, but there are a lot of peripheral people that may watch and appreciate my skating, but have never acknowledged that because they're not looking for it. Yeah. Like me as part of the LGBTQ community, it's like, I see that right away in people, like the way they may talk or, you know, if they have a, a rainbow in their profile or just like little things that I'm like, okay, I know what that is. Whereas someone who's not, it's like, even if that is, I have what I have like two rainbows in my profile. And like, I, I think I'm pretty like outspoken about it. Um, and I have people that like ask me, they're like, yo, bro, are you gay? Like, I'm like, not your bro, but also like, you don't have to, like also, sometimes why, there's like this weird also, masculine. Also what? Yeah. I, um, I also don't understand why someone's sexual orientation is something that you, you need an answer on from like, it's like, see if you don't, it's like if we've never met and like, well, what does it matter we're to potentially never going to hang out why do you need to know if i'm gay straight bisexual? like like of what relevance is it and what difference does it make to your yeah experience I, I, like just trying to think about that as you say that now because honestly like to me sometimes it has been important like being able to actually know someone who you know is I don't know, in the, the public eye kind of like it gives, it's given me some feeling of confidence or like representation where it's like, if it's oh, ambiguous. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't, I don't mean as a- You mean like as a straight person? Yeah, I mean as like a straight kinda, person. Like what, like, what, does it change something for you? Is it because as a straight person, I can't yeah. say it does. Maybe just cataloging, like to be like, oh, I don't have that much experience in this world. And like, now I can catalog this person as someone I know to avoid a stereotype or like just- understand that that exists like i don't know there's still people that live in small towns that probably don't actually know a gay person or like yeah yeah um, this is also, yeah fair enough i i can't say i think maybe some people also then like want to be able to make sure they communicate appropriately when they're communicating and just because they don't want to seem gay or have me confuse them for like i don't know <laughs> there's still a lot of people i think that have you know when you have those conversations where 
to be like, no, no, I'm, I'm not homophobic. I don't have a problem with it. And they're like, oh, wow. You know, when we first met, I thought you were gay. And they're like, oh, no way. Like, you know, there's like this kind of strong reaction from a lot of people too, where it's, it's cool and they don't have a problem with it. Doesn't, don't have a problem with it. They just find it offensive and terrifying if you, yeah, like to if you're afraid of that they were. being yeah. considered gay, like you still have some, you know, there's some homophobia there that like, yeah, it's not necessarily outwardly harmful but that whole idea that you still think it's not a good thing like just like you know people talk about race issues and then like you know you ask them just like would you want to be black and they're just like i think there was like a, a pretty viral like social media clip where it was like a, a conference kind of setting and someone was giving a speech and just like so everyone in the audience like if you don't believe that black people are treated differently and like would you be, you know, want to be black? And it's like, nobody raised their hands, you know? And it's like, it was mostly white people. And it's just like- You certainly don't want to be if you live in America, yeah. Yeah, like if you can't recognize that there are circumstances like that and that like you wouldn't want to take someone else's like place, like at least be conscientious enough to be like, okay, I can see that it's different. I can see that there are issues that maybe I'm not attuned to or something. Like don't just, don't brush it off and pretend like, I don't know, I'm the issue or like that, you know, somebody of a different race is the problem. Just believe people when they tell you that things happen to them and that there are, I don't know, I could, I get sort of, it's hard to talk about sometimes because it's just like, it's so, it feels so simple, but it's not simple at all. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot to unpack. Yeah. And I get kind of overwhelmed sometimes because I feel like I want to, you know, be the voice that I can to help, you know, maybe with like reason and at least just like acknowledging things. Like I don't, I kind of never want to be confrontational because I've never had a good time, you know, with that or good conversation come from confrontation. But, you know, if somebody can think about something that at least gives them the opportunity, like I want to think most people at the end of the day, aren't trying to be harmful and it's a manner of like thoughtlessness rather than like active like directed negativity and no excuse really but as long if those people are available and open to sort of like learn or explore explore like perspective like that's such a good start um and it feels bad to even just talk about just starting but like you have to go from somewhere and um they like just speaking up about you know lgbtq issues for myself and it's like even just saying that it's like i want to cover the whole spectrum i want to say like i a plus and like consider everyone who's at any point in that like spectrum and that discovery of themselves like it's so representation is just such a powerful thing that when you are like straight white and male you just don't understand and uh, yeah, I, I find it really funny when, so obviously you have the Pride marches every year, and I find it really funny when you see the comments underneath, and people are like, "Why don't we have a? Why don't we have a straight? Why don't we have a straight Pride like yeah. Pride?" What? Welcome to and, your life. And I'm like, motherfucker, every day, every day is your straight white pride. when you don't get cursed out in the street or like you know said something horrible like you straight mother when you can like, get married and that's, uh, donate that's, blood that's, that's <laughs> your parade right there every day every day so just shut up and understand yeah. that this is necessary yeah 
but and it's like you know on that sort of same kind of thing it's like i also get like i need to recognize my own privilege like i am a straight or no, not straight <laughs> i am a gay white male you know like yeah. on the spectrum of those things like i'm sort of the least offensive in that community in a way like and you're, so you're, I get, you're the poster boy you're the poster boy for that community you're the the safe poster boy for that community there's yeah like kind of in effect i mean i guess maybe if i was a little more like stereotypically masculine like but i mean it's so funny i still got people that like question they're like are you really gay like what yes they're like no i'm no, I'm, I'm saying I'm, I'm, I'm saying it for an angle like, it's my brand it's my brand i'm, I'm the gay rollerblader like like you said like why would you ask if somebody was like why would you ask that question too yeah. it's like that's your second question or your like follow-up kind of like conversation piece i was like what but you know so everybody kind of learns differently and with there being a lack of you know any representation in sex ed kind of stuff i mean even sex ed in schools is like minimal at best anyway but so many people don't like their only perspective is the internet or tv or like random stereotypes that they see that just don't fit like how are they to know without asking silly questions and yeah like it's it's such a it's like a delicate topic in so many ways that I know like a lot of people get afraid to ask questions because they don't want to offend someone and we maybe don't get taught very well how to accept that or you know graciously kind of redirect things or like I'm learning more to not like expect apologies you know like if, if you're saying talking to somebody and you mess up like a pronoun or you say something that you kind of didn't mean right like don't have the expectation that of that person like ex saying it's okay when you apologize you know like don't put them in a place where they're they have to sort of like assuage your guilt like just accept their correction thank them move on um like don't make it about you and your sort of stuff like try to respect the person you're talking to and like be gracious of those opportunities um i still like yeah you run into a lot where people are just like oh i'm so so sorry like i didn't mean it like that and it's like i don't want to have to tell you it's okay because like it kind of isn't but it's not enough to make me like hate you or something like we're still talking <laughs> yeah. like if you just said you know thank you like and corrected yourself or like showed me later that you got it like that's that's all i you know i think that's all a lot of people want um but it's it's a hard thing to learn i think we got taught you know you got taught to say sorry and then as a kid it's like okay now accept their apology and it's like that's just like yeah, part of our almost like you know you say hi what's up to somebody and you don't actually expect them to say like oh so i'm having this day and like yeah you know, it's, maybe I maybe I don't want to accept their apology. Maybe I didn't think it came from a genuine place, or maybe I don't think they've actually understand what they're saying. Sorry for yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think I've run into a, like a lot of it's learning myself. You know, learning where my sort of boundaries are and learning what I know. I mean, I through trying to be more outspoken and engaged and stuff, I've learned a lot about my own sort of internal homophobia stuff and um you know just like the way i think and i catch myself being like oh yeah that's because i've just bought into this negative connotation 
you know, or this definition of what masculinity is supposed to be, or like how I'm supposed to present myself so that I'm not in a vulnerable place. And it's, it's been really like sort of powerful to be able to kind of share more of myself, like in the social media way and communicate with more people who are going through the same thing, like to have people message me and say like, it means so like much to me. It's like really amazing to see that you got a skate. Like I never would have dreamed of seeing someone I like identify with in this sport have a skate. And it's like that kind of thing alone is just like part of how I don't know how to like process all of this. Cause like, even just saying that, like I almost sort of teared up a little. Cause I'm like, as a kid, like I had nothing to like sort of in our sport to be like, this is where I fit in. And that's what I mean. These are my people. It's like, if anything, it was everybody that was like, you know, it was a time where all the derogatory language was based on sexuality. And it's just like, everything was like, uh, you don't necessarily belong here, but I hadn't fully figured out who I was. So I could kind of deflect, but it's like, just to imagine being younger in the sport now. I'm like, uh, it feels egotistical to say out loud, (laughs) but just like to, to have me to be like, cool like this person is fully engaged in this sport and people respect him and like here it is yeah definitely like i think that's one of the things that i think is great about it because even if i don't know yeah mary munoz is not someone's favorite skater or you're not someone's favorite skater it's still it's it's a symbol of something and it it lets other people know that you know, are young or old or whatever, like who are gay or straight or sorry, gay or like bisexual or, you know, trans or whatever. It lets them know that there is an opportunity, there is a place and it is possible to get somewhere in skating and they won't be excluded on those grounds. And that's, I think, I think that's important. Yeah. And even if it's not about like knowing you could get somewhere, it's just like knowing that it's, acceptable like in the sport like you this sport is welcoming and this activity is safe like seeing you know with social media being like communities you know of different lgbtq spectrum of of rollerbladers and like it's really it's just so cool to see so many more people being themselves and you know sort of i don't know you know bmag and one like doing stuff i mean i know it's for pride but, you know, I think it's hard for some people to, I think in those, like know when it's appropriate, like obviously it's always appropriate, but it's always a little like, you know, pride month is a little like mixed. Cause it's like, ah, oh, you're just doing this cause it's pride month, but also yes, it's like, uh, yeah. at least you're doing it. Like you didn't do this two years ago. So True. yeah, I would rather see this now. Like I, I sometimes see people calling people or media outlets or things out for like, oh, like, well, you're only doing this or like you do this now. It's like, it's still better than, than not nothing. Doing it at all. Like, yeah. Yeah. And maybe through this process, they will learn what they did right, what they did wrong. Like they'll take some input, like maybe they won't, but I think I've only seen it get better. And I, I know not every, you know, sometimes there's a swing and a miss with a sort of somebody trying to appeal to an underrepresented community, but I still think that's so much better than like it not existing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it, and everybody it's, handles it's, it. It's better, yeah, it's better to make. It's better to get it wrong 
than not to try at all because at least at least the intent is there and it's like yeah it's just pride month is like the lowest common denominator for it but for somebody that's never ventured out like i get what it's like feeling scared of you know sort of judgment and things and we can't expect everybody to know what's right all the time and yeah read like it's all out there educate yourself but it's still like i get stuff wrong and it's like uh, you know i don't know all the answers within my own community or like just for any any sort of like underrepresented community in the world or like marginalized communities like i just because i'm gay doesn't mean i know other stuff and like we all should be open to learning and doing better and I, I try, but it's like, I find myself like, being like, oh shit, I just don't know enough about this to actually say something. I'm just going to listen or I'm going to do my own research and not expect somebody to like hold my hand. That's fair enough. Um, I've taken up an exceptional amount of your time today. Just realized we've, uh, we've clocked have nothing in, to we've do. Clocked in <laughs> well over two hours. Um, that was that was quite a heavy top. Let's 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 end yeah, on we a, can... let's let's end it on a light note, right? You ready for this? Is the last question, easiest question? If well, actually, it might not sure? be an, it might not be an easy question. So, I've I've often said you've you've got the best hair in rollerblading, right? And I remember I, I came up with a suggestion for your boy band with you and uh, Justin Brasco called. Uh, Muscles and locks, because because uh, he's got a six pack going on. So who who do you think? And you're not allowed to name yourself. Who do you think's got the best hair and bleeding? Oh, I hate these. Because you've got you've got a lot of, and I'm I'm. You best believe I'm editing some hair flicks into this podcast <laughs> because I, I need I need an excuse to use that Willow Smith song. But I, I want to know. <laughs> I, I want to know who you think has got the best hair and bleeding. Oh my god! I. See, I, I tried to like prepare for potential questions. That was not one that I thought of at all. I like to throw in a curve. That's uh, you always have to have a curveball. I'm not gonna have an answer for you. That's I, extremely disappointing. I know. I, I'm trying like really hard right now, but like it's not gonna come quickly. Like I've always, I you know, like long hair blading, and I feel like it like accentuates like movement and stuff like you know when Stefan Brando's going to be pissed that you never chose his le leopard print hairdo that he's been that he's, he was rocking last this year last year oh so you're right you didn't ask specifically for long hair but that's where my mind went so anybody with good long hair <laughs> um that's not it, you can't really hair flip short hair so that's true um so I anyone, always thought it's any, like anyone remember, that can rock a hair flip, but some people have got greasy, yeah. nasty ass long hair. Like Carlos Pianowski had long hair. He used to do the hair flips, but you could just tell that that, that, that mane was not washed. Yeah, that's, that's true. Um, but yeah, pretty much if, if you can do a good hair flip, I appreciate <laughs> your hair. <laughs> um, if you can, uh, I also appreciate your hair. <laughs> I hate choosing. I have never in my life been good at choosing favorites. Like, okay. Cause it changes. So like, I might tell you something and I'll see a clip like Tuesdays from now. And I'm like, Nope, this is my favorite now. Cause like things move fast. All right. But like you, it made me think of, you remember like you were talking about like Andy Jacuzzi and it's like, he had longer hair and I thought like that really kind of accentuated his style. Yeah. And he when when and I was he like, shaved his head, I was, I was like, just no, no, it's like, we go back like, to brand. With, uh, we, we go back Colin to branding. Kelso and I was like, that was your brand and days. you lost it. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, I know what you mean. Like there's just been, it's like, it's different. I mean, sometimes like obviously everybody can like sort of rock a different style. Like it feels like maybe you change the way you dress or like um, it works out. Yeah. But long, long, hair, my, long hair Billy O'Neill is far superior yep. to uh, cropped hair Billy O'Neill. I'll, I'll put that on record. It's Billy just, o- yeah, it just does uh, different. And it's, yep. there's something like sort of dynamic about it accentuates your head movement. And some people like maybe it's not so good, but overall, that and that's a whole another topic that like. <laughs> well, that's 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 your homework from this podcast. So you you need. No, to I go, just we got into like appearance you, and like you style and, and stuff. Think about it's it, like, and then you need, you need to tell me who, you were like, oh, I wasn't didn't think of this person at the time, but this is who's got the best hair. I'm probably not. I'm gonna go and sit in a corner for like an hour and decompress <laughs> from uh, talking. <laughs> okay that can that can work too that's that's the um, second option and running through this conversation too many times to be like oh i definitely wanted to have said that like i took i had notes for myself which you've wow. kind of covered some of them but i was just like i'm not gonna do it i'm not gonna like try to stick to that it's like silly this is part of this is just about talking so um well, in that case, I'll let you get on with your day and your your intense rehab uh, schedule. That I, I, I feel like you're incredibly dedicated to this, and I think it's going to pan out well because you seem to be militant about getting yourself better. So I wish you the best. Yeah, for that. I have my second set of exercises. This like that's what I'm going to do. That'll help and, me. Um, <laughs> I look forward to hopefully bumping into you a, a future event hopefully in Europe, potentially Winter Clash. By that point, your skate will be long gone, and I can make fun of you for not promoting it and i'll just skate it as long as i can and get in trouble for not promoting (laughs) the current skate (laughs) like hey guys i'm uh i'm only skating these from here on out i'm really sorry sorry they're like all all our skates are the the rainbow color at the moment they're all like blue white and green and you're like sorry i'm 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 sticking to the black and white i'm afraid sorry that's 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 what's happening here yeah dude so they even uh they gave me the polka dot liner material to sew to my intuitions Uh, hey like it that's i was like you know just because you know it's like i skate intuitions and yeah shrewd so business move i like they it. really covered covered all the bases like took care of that process well that's awesome <laughs> well thank anyway. you very much for taking the time to do this today and yeah well this seems to be our pattern so in three years i'll hit you up again yeah and- i mean maybe uh i'll give you a, another reason sooner to uh Although you don't always need a reason, you could just want to talk to me. This is well, I, I mean, I do message you fairly regularly, so it's it's not like we're not in contact. Yeah, I know it's easier to have like a a subject matter that can like branch out, and like yeah, obviously a skate is a big one. So exactly, but you know, anytime you want, if you need to follow up on stuff, I'm happy. I've I've lots of time now, so if you need to do a regular, <laughs> you're like I'm podcast. at a loose end at the moment. So we do next, yeah. next week. We do next 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 week. Yeah. And we'll we'll address all the the questions that come up from this. <laughs> okay, I'll stop talking, and it's been good talking to you. And, Likewise, uh, yeah, we'll talk again soon. Bye, bye. I don't know much about clothes, but my hair looks fierce. Fair. I don't know much about much about much about much about much about clothes and things.